Where's uh, Judith Lambert's son? She's Oh, she's around? She's okay. Did you get that strange email from her? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Send money. Send money. I am in uh, Spain. I had to leave. London. 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 Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I'm going to tell her I'm going to try to get my How did you know it wasn't her? Did you read it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't copyrighted. <laughs> <laughs> she, 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 <laughs> she said she said she was a princess? No, I just some of those things say like if you send me because I'm a prince or a princess and if you send me ten thousand dollars, you know, my father the king will oh. <laughs>
Let's see how far we can get at this time. <laughs> uh, and if you want to read this up, the, the, I, I, I just noticed this. Uh, I, I didn't actually look at the book yet, so I can't say if it's good or not. But there's a book on Buddhist cosmology, philosophy and origin. Uh, you can find it on Amazon. It talks about, it's supposed to be just about uh, Buddhist cosmology. And it should be interesting. I, I think I'm going to look into it to see how wrong and how right it is. <laughs> Buddhist cosmology, philosophy and origin. And also, and there's a very beautiful uh, Buddhist website called, but it's mainly uh, Theravadan uh, uh, view. Uh, it's called Insight, Access to Insight. Access to Insight, I think it's called. Yeah. Right? Access to Insight? Insight to Access? Wait a minute. This is from them. <laughs> No, no, access to insight.org. Access to insight.org. Uh, it's a beautiful uh, uh, website. They actually have trans, uh, uh, the Pali, uh, a lot of the Pali sutras up there. And they have some uh, like uh, works written by uh, Pali and Theravadan scholars. They're describing certain things, Buddhist uh, subjects, from the Theravadan point of view. They may have some comparative things, but it's mainly Theravadan. Okay. So a lot of the Abhidhamma things will be very not interesting to go there and read. Okay. And uh, they, the, way, the way they talk about the, the different worlds, the different planes, the, the different planes of existence, they call it the 31 planes. So I'm not the first one to use the word planes. Too bad. <laughs> so, so we are talking about, so there are three planes, and within these three planes, they are each are subdivided. We are, uh, our world is within the plane called the, the world of, that they call the desire, right? Desire. And you, and you, we, you remember why it's called desire? Our world is called the desire realm. Desire plane. You don't remember? No, it has something to do with the word desire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, our, uh, you could say our existence is mainly governed by our desires, specifically what we call basic desires: procreation, food, and maybe just those two. Food and procreation. These are the two. These are the two things that really guide us. We don't have to. We don't have to uh, go to school necessarily to learn to develop those kind of, those two desires. It's like we are born with them. Okay. So in the same way, you understand we are born with them. So the other planes, the the conditions there that govern them, the beings who are, who are born there, they are born with, with whatever those qualities are. They don't develop them in those places. Right. Uh, uh, remember, uh, was it here? Yeah, it was here. We, we talk, 
let me see if, if, you, if you remember. The number nine, what significance it has for you? What, what images does it stir in your consciousness? The number nine. When you hear the number nine, what happens to you? <laughs> the nine um, kinds of obstacles. Uh-huh. Levels of the super. Uh-huh. Keep going. What's the number nine? What does it conjure up? Nine types of meditation. Nine levels of, uh, of uh, uh-huh. okay. So just remember the the nine levels of meditation. Okay. Uh, the nine levels of meditation is something that you should remember a lot when it comes to the ni- the, the the planes of existence. The planes of existence are really, in a sense. Uh, 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 natural ways when a being is born in a particular place, the natural state of mind that they have is one of those meditations. We, in, in, the, on the, in, the, desire, in the desire plane, uh, we are able to go to, we are able to go up to the first one. But it's not the first one is not our natural way, not natural mode of thinking. That's not our natural mode of, of consciousness. That's gonna confuse you a little bit. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. To be able to see the true nature of reality directly, you need to meditate. And you need to be able to do this. You need to be able to see this under a very refined, concentrated mind, under a very refined state of consciousness. And to get to this refined state of consciousness, we have to practice. We have to practice meditation. We have to practice one concentration, one-pointedness. Okay. As we are approaching that state where we can say, okay, now we can see the true nature of reality directly, we have reached... Uh, uh, a degree, uh, a level of, medi- of meditation. To get to that point, we also have to go through nine levels. The ninth level is that level where when you're able to enter into that level, you, with, that, with that state of mind, you can see the na- true nature of reality directly. Okay? And when you see the true nature of reali- reality directly, it will have an, an uh, impact upon you. In your, to, to, in your existence. Okay. Now, these nine levels is really the sub-levels of the first meditation. Okay. There are nine meditations. You could say within samsara, beings experience naturally or they can induce nine states of consciousness. Okay. The very first one has... Each, each, each one of them has you know, uh, sub-levels. For the, to reach the first one, you have to go through nine different stages of, of, of training. Nine stages where you can say, okay, now I'm at this point, now I'm at this point, now I'm getting closer to achieving the first meditation, what is called the first meditation. And finally, once, once, you, reach the very, once you finally reach that first uh, meditation level, 
you have gone through nine different levels of definite transformation in your mind. And you, and, and you can even uh, take that nine as a guide for or almost... Uh, we, we, we did that when we were going through the, the Bhumis, the different levels of the Bodhisattva. Bodhisattvas go, how many levels do Bodhisattvas go through before they become a fully enlightened Buddha? Ten, right? So you can say uh, the nine are also in there, right? So, uh, and, and that's where the nine obstacles come in. Okay. All right, uh, let me help you get, become more confused. <laughs> Uh, the reason I'm introducing the nine levels of meditation is because the different planes of existence, the natural state of your consciousness is, is, in, one, uh, is, is uh, in one of those levels of meditation. And these meditative states are higher and higher, more and more refined, more and more refined, more and more subtle than the other. So the first one is a very, uh, it's, the, it's the first level of deep absorbed concentration. The second one is deeper than that. The third one is higher than that. And they, they just have those, their names are just those, uh, basically those numbers and up to reach a certain point. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, within, the, within our plane, there's this, you've heard this meditation called shamatha, vipassana, or not really vipassana, but shamatha. You've, you've heard the word shamatha. Uh, what's that word they use? Quietude, calm, calm abiding. Okay. That's a, 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 the, a, the, that is the minimum level of deep meditation you need to reach in order to see the true nature of reality directly and for it to have an impact on you. You can, before that, you can have a deep understanding of the true nature of reality. But if you don't have, if, you, if this understanding is not imbued or is not perceived with a very subtle state of mind, the impact will not be as, as, uh, as effective or as enduring. Okay. So that's the reason for learning to meditate, so that when you see the true nature of reality directly, uh, when, so that you can see the true nature of reality directly, and the more refined you make the, the state of mind, the more powerful the impact will be. And, you need the, and the reason for you want a more powerful impact is that impact is that it removes the, the tendencies to create f further suffering. It, the, the more of those tendencies are destroyed, the more, the more powerful the impact. Am I, uh, are you getting there? Can you ask questions? Yeah, please ask questions. <laughs> I did The first one, yeah. The other ones also have sub-levels, but they're not, not necessarily uh, 
Mm. Yeah, you can say that. You can say that. There's a way of describing because there are supposed to be eight stages that you go through and at the ninth stage that you reach the next level. You can say that. Yeah. Okay. So there are nine levels and each nine has nine subdivisions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That was that was the yeah, I, I just was I you know, I was not sure if I had heard you right. Okay. And so right now in Samsara and each realm has its own natural, natural state natural state of consciousness. And that natural state of, those natural states of consciousness refers to one of those levels. Like for example, here in this realm, we have our natural state of consciousness is distraction. Okay, and we have to work to not be dist- to, to get away from being distracted, to be able to focus our mind. And uh, the one we can reach all the different degrees, all the different levels of uh, of uh, meditative, what are called levels of meditation, all the different states of meditation, we can reach them within this realm, but they, they, they will not become natural to us. We have to reach them, let them go, and then be able to get back to them. And, we, and due to practice, we may be able to easily, or we can be able to get to them easily, or we be able to get to them with difficulty. But we, we have to do something to get to them. We don't live in those states. Of, uh, we don't live in those uh, meditative states. And are each of those natural, each of those levels of meditation on natural state in some other realm? Natural, yeah, in in so some other realm. Is in le- yeah. Ours is the first level is distraction, but so we're the, if you were thinking about hierarchically, we're at the bottom. Of the yeah, realm. yeah. And so then, in another realm, the natural state would be one of the meditations. It's like uh, they naturally live, for example, they naturally live in a, in a state of concentration and focus, their mind is always focused. Okay. Uh, yes. Is only the human... No, uh, at the desire realm. Yeah, desire realm. Within the desire realm, uh, there are those, uh, for example, those higher than humans are able to focus their mind faster than humans. And then you could say the ones that, that's at the very last level of the desire realm, the very highest level of desire realm, is those are able to f- focus their mind much better, much faster than human beings are able to. So that's where the subdivisions uh, come in. It doesn't go, it doesn't go any lower levels or, uh, for concentration to animals or uh, uh, no, yeah. Um, the, you can, the level of distra- distractions get more and more. In, in, the, in the hell realms, they hardly can focus. That's why, it, and that's one of the reasons it is said to be uh, a realm where it is difficult for, for, for someone to, to enter the Dharma. They, they cannot focus, they cannot keep their mind on one thing other than just it's painful, it's suffering. They, they cannot keep their minds away from that. It's, it's not really like they're focusing on it, it's just that's what's happening to them. Okay. All right. Uh, maybe it's the number nine that throws you off. Okay. <laughs> the different le- what, what, what distinguishes the different levels of, of samsara 
are the different levels of consciousness that the beings find themselves having naturally as soon as they're born in that particular, whatever realm they're born into. And those states of consciousness refer to the nine meditation levels. Oh, sorry, I have to throw that nine again. <laughs> okay. Uh, it begins with, uh, it, it's just, in, the first one is just called the first, <laughs> first meditation. The second one is called um, the second. <laughs> the third one is called uh, uh, <laughs> the third. <laughs> uh, I guess you can guess what the fourth one is called. Okay, all right. So, and each one, the level of absorption, the level of the subtlety of the mind is, is greater, greater subtlety, greater refined state of mind. Okay, so the first one, the second one, the third, and the fourth. Uh, and these four are called uh, uh, material, material absorptions. And the ones above that are called immaterial absorption because uh, they're more refined. They're, and, and the objects that they're able to hold their focus on are immaterial objects like space, for example, okay? And, uh, and above that, uh, the, the, the names are not, it doesn't go five, six, seven, and eight. It's, it's, uh, uh, it's uh, infinite space, infinite consciousness, uh, neither perception nor non-perception, and uh, peak of existence, okay? Those are the, the names. Infinite space, infinite, inf the last two, it depends on who you ask, the, the names might, might, might change. But infinite space, infinite consciousness, nothing, and uh, the last two, either peak of existence, or some people uh, mix uh, the, the fourth one. Uh, some say peak of existence is the, the one that is called neither perception nor non-perception. And above that, there's one last one that is very rare, uh, and only a high uh, level of meditators are able to even uh, have it. it. That's one, sometimes people call that one the taste, I mean, peak of existence. Sometimes the last one, it has the name peak of existence. And, and sometimes it's referred to as a taste of nirvana. The, the very last one, which might be called the ninth. Okay. So, so shamatha, quietude, calm abiding, is not one of the meditations. It's called the door. Okay. It's the meditation that when you're able to get into it, it means you're at the door. The Buddha, uh, Buddha doesn't, does not consider it to be a meditative state. Called access meditation. Sometimes you might, you might see the translation. Okay. It's very difficult for us human beings to achieve what is called the door. That's what is called shamatha or calm abiding. So there are beings within our desire realm, like the gods within the, within the desire realm, who, who who naturally are able to enter what we understand as shamatha. 
that we, you understand the different levels of beings in the desires. We go through all of them, right, already. We have hell realm, starting from the bottom, hell realm, hungry ghost, animal. Sometimes the animal and hungry ghost are switched. And you have the humans. And above the humans, you have uh, six types of gods or six types of divine or angelic kind of beings. Now above that, that above that, now you're in the the, the middle plane. That's what's called uh, the form plane or the form realm. And the reason that the form realm is called the form realm, I did, I, I mentioned that last last Sunday. Why is the form realm called the form realm? Because the beings there have beautiful forms. I, I, I used the nice little word back then, I'm sure. Gorgeous. They're gorgeous. <laughs> okay. All right. So in the in the in the form realm, uh, w- there are four levels of four levels of beings in the form realm, and each of them has each each has their subdivisions. Right. Each of each realm, each of the four represents a natural state of consciousness that those beings have as soon as they're born there. So as soon as a being is born in the first realm of the form realm, the first world of the form realm, I don't know if that's confusing, throwing out the word realm in different, in different ways, but you understand, right? The first, the first level of the form realm that means those beings have a nat- their, their their minds naturally dwell in the first meditation. Okay, the first level of, med- of meditation, and the second realm gives you the, an idea. Those beings naturally, when they're born there, not, their mind is, is naturally in the second meditation, and the third and the fourth. And depending, of, depending on the degree to which they have uh, aptitude with that state of mind, that determines which, which, which of, the, of the sub-levels they are born in, into. So like the first one uh, is, is the Brahma realm, right? That means all the beings there are their Brahmas. And what determines which... Uh, uh, which level within that sub-realm they are born depends on how, how much of a mastery they have over that first meditation. Everyone there has a natural, apti- uh, has, uh, it's their natural state of mind to, be, to, be, to have such a focused, refined state of mind. But uh, different beings, they have different uh, levels of mastery of that state of mind. They're able to do much more things with that state of mind than others. The one who governs that realm is called Great Brahma. Yeah, Maha Brahma. The, uh, the middle uh, beings are the ones who sort of like, uh, have, I described that one last time. They are the ones who are uh, closer to Brahma. It's like they're able to have direct audience with Brahma. They can see Brahma directly. 
and the last ones, the lowest kind of being in the first realm, in the no, in the first, no, it's okay. Yeah, in the. Uh, we are good at distraction. <laughs> the the first uh, the last level of the first form realm, the last level of of the form realm, those beings are also Brahmas, but they they have a distance from Brahma. They they, they don't have you could say they don't have direct audience with the Brahma whenever they want to, whenever they want. And, the, and that's the lowest kinds of beings in the, in the form realm, in the first form realm. You got that? Yes. Yeah. Is this the state of being that you're born with? Yes, that's the state of Not, uh, not human beings. Uh, just like human beings are born with different aptitudes, so in in all uh, this variation of beings stretches to, for all, all the different realms. So even though everyone may be an angel, everyone may be a god, so there are different levels of aptitude among those uh, different angels. There are some angels who are more power, more powerful than others. There are some angels who are uh, better uh, at able to concentrate than others. Okay. For a human, if we were to be able to see these two classes of beings in the Brahma realm, mm-hmm. would we be able to tell the difference? Uh, You'll be able to tell the difference as a human. As a human. Yeah. yeah. The desire plane, I have a vision of the lowest Brahma, and you'd still be a pretty amazing Brahma. Oh, yeah. And if I were to see the Mahasarma, would there be a palpable difference for me as a human? Uh, it, it depends on the level of meditation that you achieve. You might read a level of meditation where you only see the, the lowest Brahmas. So my meditation became more refined. I would start to be able to differentiate. Yeah. Yeah. Ready? Alright, so, so I won't get lost, <laughs> so I won't lose you, so I can keep going back, okay, I said that already, so I don't have to repeat that. Right. The, uh, yeah, the reason I mentioned this access to insight, sight, <laughs> so that you can uh, go and, look and review what I've talked about, it's sort of like a, a, a very brief summary. Of, 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 of the different planes of existence, okay, within samsara. Okay. All right, so, we just talked about just about to be criticism and uh, <laughs> I was just about to criticize the site and say, wait a minute, they're wrong. 
I read just another page. <laughs> okay. Uh, have, you, have you ever heard that uh, in your readings about Buddhism, you heard dhyana? Dhyana? No? D-H-Y-A-N-A? Okay, dhyana. And uh, dhyana Buddhas? That's a completely misnomer. There's no such thing as a dhyana Buddha. But it's, it's a popular term that came into English, okay, into the West, dhyana Buddha. So I thought, since it's so popular, I thought maybe you've heard of it. But dhyana is just means meditation, absorption, meditation. Okay. All right. Me, uh, when you think of meditation, what, what, what comes to your mind? You think that you meditate, right? When you wake up in the morning and then you, you, and you try. <laughs> I mean, do you do something like wake up in the morning and then sit down and try to be still for some time? And you call that meditation, right? Like if someone were to come into the room and say, oh, oh not now, I'm meditating. Right? Okay. And what are you trying to reach in that meditation? What are you trying to do? Or what, what's the purpose of, of, of waking up in the morning or before you go to sleep and doing that, sitting down and not doing anything? And someone would say, why don't you watch TV? Why are you wasting your time? <laughs> Set motivation. Set motivation. Calmness. What was that? Calmness. Trying to achieve calmness. Calmness, okay. Trying to reach one of those nine states. Trying to reach one of those nine states. Okay. But you, you, you say, I am meditating, right? You would say that. Mm, yeah. You, know, you, 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 you don't want to quite say that yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to meditate. Trying to meditate. Okay. Practice. Practicing so you can one day be able to meditate. So, yeah, the word meditation has the both the uh, the the, the uh, oh boy connotation of you're pra- you're trying to get to be able to be able to achieve a state that you call meditation. Okay, there is a state of mind that is called meditation. Okay, and that state of mind. We're not born with it naturally as a human being. We have to train ourselves to be able to get there. And there are different levels of refinement, okay, of this, of this thing called meditation. The very first level of it, uh, how do you know when you've reached it? Well, there's one pointedness of mind, and there's a, this euphoria that you feel in the mind and in the body, okay? It's unmistaken. It's not like you feel a little happy, you feel a little joy. No, it's like, it's like completely overwhelming euphoria that you feel physically as well as mentally, okay? And your mind is perfectly focused. And as your mind is perfectly focused, you, you see, oh, look at my mind. Look how focused it is. You're able to see that. It's not like you're absorbing some state and then you come out of it and say, I think I was meditating. Okay. Now, while you're in it, you're able to make that discernment. Wow, look at my mind. Look how blissful it is. Look at, oh, I feel that bliss in my body. Oh, look at my mind. Look how focused it is. I actually feel that I cannot be distracted. Okay. So that's the, the first level. So all the other levels is really m- m- uh, more and more intense 
that level being more, more, more intensified. Okay? So there are things that exist in the mind that makes it less refined. And when you lose those things, or when you're able to subdue them, when you're able to either remove them or subdue them, then it makes, those, it makes that bliss more intense, then it makes that focus uh, more intense. Okay? And you're able to make a discernment. Ah, this, this, this bliss is more intense than the bliss I experienced before. The state of focus is more intense than the first one I experienced before. Okay? And being uh, the first time that you experience this, uh, the bliss will shock you. It will almost knock you off your feet. Okay? You will be so blissed out that bliss will knock you out. It, it, yeah, it will distract you. It will knock you out. Okay? And it, it, will, it will take some getting used to not to be knocked out by it. Okay? Not to be overwhelmed by it. And once you become used to it, then you're able to calmly remain in that blissful state of mind, and that bliss is no longer on a, a distraction, so to speak. Okay. And because uh, uh, in the East, they, they have thousands of years of doing these kinds of experiments with their minds, so they've come up with different levels, different words. So there is joy, happiness, bliss, great bliss, so, so there are different levels of this euphoria that you experience. Okay? And, and from, the, from the first one to the last, it's where there is, you could say, the first one is kind of gross because it's still dealing with the body. The body is suffused with this, with this uh, incredible state of joy or happiness. Right now, we don't really make a distinction between happiness and joy and bliss, really, because we, we, can, we, interchange, uh, we interchange those terms. But in the, in, 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 in the meditation terminology, they make a distinction. But, uh, right, but we haven't quite uh, been able, the translators have not been able to quite make, uh, know, don't know exactly, they haven't made a, what do you call that, a, a consensus, what's that? Uh, well, that's, a, that's one, but more, more like a consensus, of which words to use and they can agree on like which one is higher? Is is joy higher than happiness? Is happiness higher than joy? Definitely, people say bliss is, would be higher, but they don't know exactly which one of those. Uh, which one? So, depending on who, who, who's, which translation you're following, you might say happiness is is the first one, or you might say joy is the first one, right? And then come bliss, and then come, and then we don't have uh, uh, we don't have a word that's beyond bliss. We just say big bliss. Great bliss, um, incredible bliss. <laughs> okay, those kinds of those kinds of things. And those are you can say. Let's say happiness is the is the lowest one. No, let's not say joy. Which one would you say is the lower? Joy. You say joy is lower. Okay, so joy is the first state, right? And then above that is happiness. And above happiness is uh, oh, there's somebody. Somebody used the word rapture. That's a really old, old, old uh, use of it, old translation, rapture. Okay, now we have uh, four. We have happiness, or joy, happiness, rapture, and then bliss. Okay? So imagine these to be uh, different levels of bliss. 
okay? Being very, very, very happy about what you were, okay? And, uh, and these levels of, 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 these are different levels of consciousness. They are natural levels of refined states of mind. Once you reach a certain degree of mind, your mind is always joyful. You don't have to be excited for the joy to come. Your mind is naturally in that state of joy. Okay, that's, that's like the first realm. Okay, the first, uh, the first level of the form realm or the first meditation. Okay. The second meditation, you could say they are constantly in a state higher than joy. They are constantly in a state of happiness. Right, we agreed happiness is higher than joy, right? And, and, the, and the third one, the, those beings, as soon as they're born at, in that realm, their natural state of mind is, what do we say, rapture. Rapture. They're, they're always in a state of rapture. Okay? And everything else that is connected with that. They're always focused. They're not distracted. They don't have the, they don't have the, uh, the disturbing element that we experience called distraction. If you were to go to that realm and, talk, and try to talk about distraction, you would have no idea what you're talking about. So what are you talking about? Distraction? And consciousnesses don't experience distraction. Now, they, they wouldn't, because the natural state of mind is always in rapture. Okay? And the highest level of the form realm, those beings are always in, in what we are calling bliss. Now, uh, the interesting thing is uh, the first one, happiness, has a taste of the ones above, just a taste of the one above. And, the one, uh, and when you go higher, the taste becomes more intense. Okay? But, you, but the ones that was, uh, for example, if you go to the second one, you, you uh, lose the part, the, the state of consciousness here that sort of like acted like a block for you to experience the more refined states. You lose that. Okay? And then whatever here was, uh, uh, was refined becomes heightened. Okay? And, it, it, and, go on, and it goes on to the higher states. So, that, that, so that's the, keep that in mind when we're talking about the different levels of the form realm. And they just call the first, the second, the third, and the fourth. But for, for our sake, we will we, give them the name ha- joy, happiness, rapture, and bliss. So you can have, an, um, so you can have at least an understanding of what, what distinguishes them. Okay? And the level of focus is always you know, more and more intense, more and more intense. Okay? And also the level of the form that is perceived there, you could say oh, every, everybody is gorgeous. Everybody is even more gorgeous. Everybody is unbelievably gorgeous. Over there, is, you, can't, you can't believe how gorgeous they are. Okay? That's, the level, that's the highest level. The highest level is the level of can't believe how gorgeous they are level. Okay? All right. What are those beings called? That's what we are going to. Okay? The lowest one, they're called the Brahmas. Right? The Brahmas. And... and you will hear the word Brahma outside of Buddhism, especially within Hinduism. Okay. No, not necessarily uh, uh, any, uh, they're not necessarily talking about the same thing. So the way Buddhists understand Brahma is not necessarily the way Hindus understand the word Brahma. 
they have different meanings for, for, for different religions, even though it's, it, it seems that they're talking about the same thing as far as Buddhists is concerned. But the Hindus don't have the same understanding. Okay, otherwise, they, wouldn't be, they would be called Buddhists. Okay. Um, okay. Okay, we, that's the, the first. The second, uh, the second level of the form realm, those beings naturally enjoy the, which meditation? The second meditation, okay, that we're here calling happiness, okay? That means as soon as you're born there, you're always happy. You're, you live in a, a natural consciousness of happiness, okay? And uh, you have just different degrees of happiness. Just like in, uh, I don't know if it's true or not, but uh, the Eskimos are supposed to have many different words for snow, depending on, so they have many different kind of happinesses, okay? Fuzzy happiness, you know, smooth happiness, sharp happiness, <laughs> okay? Crunchy happiness. Oh no, the the the, the it's, it's not. It doesn't have just one name. Well, uh, in a sense, uh, you can call it radiance because all the beings there have a certain kind of radiance. Okay. So, what's the difference between those beings? The one with the least radiance is the lowest being. The one with more radiance is higher than that. And the one with unbelievable radiance is the highest one. Uh, remember uh, what we recently discovered on deep in, uh, in the very uh, deep in the ocean? The types of uh, sea life that actually what call them? Uh, bio, bioluminescent, right? So it's not far-fetched, right? There are beings who glow. <laughs> okay. All right. So they're called gods of limited light, gods of unbo unbounded light, and gods of incredible light. Okay. Yeah, second. Oh, these are these are in the beings in the second level. Yeah. Okay. Now, the, the third level. Okay. The third level are the beings are in the. They naturally experience a rapture. Oh, good. You're with me. <laughs> I guess this one you can say those beings are called. These are the glorious beings. So the Brahmins. The the radiance, the radiance, 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 <laughs> and the glory, the glorious. <laughs> uh, all right, this, this will help you. There are three of them. Name them. Glorious, more glorious, most glorious. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Now you're getting the hang of it. Now we're up to the last level of the of of uh, the the fourth level the last level of uh, actually not the last level the fourth level of the the form realm right actually that 
is divided into two, 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 two types. Uh, uh, there's one level, there's one side, you could say just regular samsaic beings. And at, on one side, they are not, you can't quite call them samsaic beings. They are aryas. They are beings who have seen emptiness directly. And they have exhausted their karma to be reborn in the desire realm. Okay. And they're not quite, they haven't quite yet reached nirvana. And they need some sort of form so they can continue to practice. And these beings are born in what are called the, the, the five pure, whew, I can't know, we did planes, we did realms, what, what can we use now? Places? States? All right. The five pure states. That sounds like a country now. <laughs> the 50 states. Of, the United States of uh, the five. <laughs> so the five pure states. Right? And again, the five, when we get to that, we'll, we'll explain what distinguishes them. Okay. Uh, now let's go to the, 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 regular, the regular ones. Okay? They have in, in interesting names. One is called very fruitful. J. Uh, uh, J. Chen. Okay. Great fruit. Okay. <laughs> the five states are in the Arya level. No, these are not the Arya ones. These are the ones that are, are still regular samsaic beings. Oh, so yeah. Like yeah. In the form. Yeah. Okay. And you notice that they're, they're, they're each of the realm, each of the realms we divide into three, three classes of beings, three kinds of Brahmas, three kinds of radiance, three kinds of glories. Okay. Now we are into now they don't they don't, they don't really have one word that sort of categorizes all of them. Okay. <laughs> right. We are very fruitful. Uh, we have one that uh, there's a some, somewhat of a, uh, of a debate as to exactly what kind they are, but they're called unconscious. Matopa. Yeah, it's like a no consciousness. Um, no, no, no thought. No thought. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It, it, no, see, the, over here now, we are reaching a point where the, the form is so refined that uh, uh, they naturally experience bliss in what we might call their form. Even they, they, they naturally experience bliss even in, in, their, in their body. Okay. And the last one, which is uh, not a good translation here. That's the one that's called uh, uh, below none. Below none. That's the last one. Very fruitful and 
that is, uh, <laughs> the reason it's called below none, that means it's not below another of the regular form realms. It could have been called above all, <laughs> but they want to be. Uh, they want to state things with the negative, so I said below none. Okay, actually, the above all is, is would be a. It would be equally misleading, right? Above all or below none, because there are state, still states higher than that. None higher. None higher. Yeah, none higher. <laughs> okay, so it's the highest within the form realm. So it's, it's not below anything within the form realm. Okay. So that's the highest within the form realm. Within the form realm. Okay. Now, there are also these other uh, states within the form realm that, that only those who have seen emptiness directly are able to be born, who have the karma to be born there. And there are five levels of them. Okay. These are the arias. And they are called Matchless, clear-sighted, and the reason that they call clear-sighted, it, it's referred to. Uh, in this case, and this is the reason why we talk a little bit about the, the meditation. Once you've mastered the meditation that allows you to see the true nature of reality directly, the, your ability to go into that meditation and come out. The fastest one who is able to come out is the best at that meditation. Because once you enter into that meditation, it is so uh, overwhelming, it's kind of difficult to shake it, to shake it, to come out of it. Okay? So the one who stays in it the, the longest is really the, uh, the, 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 the least trained. The one who is able to come out of it the fastest is the one that has the, the best training. Okay. So the degree, the, the, the degree with which you're able to enter and exit that meditation will determine your level. Okay. That is, you're able to direct, enter in the meditation, see emptiness directly, come out of it, and then as soon as you come out of it, go again, see emptiness directly, and come out of it again, and do that three times. If you're able to do that three consecutive times, then that's the lowest one. So you already have to be a, a great kind of practitioner to be reborn there. Uh, and, and the reason that there are beings who, are, who, who, who although they've seen emptiness directly and they've been practicing, that they still haven't uh, been able to reach nirvana yet is because of the, uh, the you could say, the, the, the level of... Uh, the strength of their grasping is very strong 
and it requires this very refined kind of meditation to be able to really lo uh, lose uh, their grip, their strong grip on on uh, on, the, on on what's called self-grasping. Okay. Go ahead. You have a question. I was just scratching your eyes. No, <laughs> I, I do have a question, but I can wait till you're. Okay. No, I began naming the highest, and I'm highest of the five. Matchless, yeah. Akanista. So among the so those who are born in the the realm where only Aryas are born, and, and why are they born there? Remember why are they are born there? They see them directly, and they're still they still they still need forms of practice. They're working out their the subtle clashes. So they're not quite ordinary beings. But they're not beings who have reached liberation yet. They haven't reached nirvana yet. But they're like the most gorgeous of the Yeah, you could say that. Yeah. Yeah, they're still within the within the form realm. They're the highest. Yeah. But the, those who have not seen them as directly cannot go visit them because they cannot enter those kinds of realms. In order for them to enter that realm, you must have seen them as directly. You must be an Arya. Only Arya is allowed. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and and what distinguishes the, uh, them is their level, their the ability, their ability to manipulate their uh, uh, meditation in being able to see emptiness directly and come out of it. It's 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 it's, it's called. Uh, 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 it's like switching between a, a mind that is stained, a mind that is still perceived, that, that is not yet free, and a mind that is pure, that is not stained, that is a mind that is seeing emptiness directly. Being able to make a switch, and the, the, the speed with which you're able to make that switch. The fastest one, and the one who's able to do more of that is, uh, is the fastest. So it, it comes in 12. So you have the first one is 3, and next, next one is double that, and another one is double that. You know, it keeps multiplying by three, by three, by three. Okay. So it, it, it means, imagine you're able to enter a meditation, symptoms directly come out, and then go back in again. Okay. For us, if we were able to actually see emptiness directly, the impact of that meditation and the impact of seeing emptiness directly would be so profound, your mind would be like, and you would not, exactly. 